Welcome to A Slice of Orange on North Orange County Politics. I'm Jody Balma, your host, uh, and today I've got a special show. We're talking uh, public policy and actually solving some community problems. So I have three guests from Homeless Intervention Services of OC to talk about the home share Orange County program. So Carrie Buck, Jeanette Reese, and Laura Kraft are here, and they're going to tell us all about this incredible program of matching students and seniors for homes. So Carrie, tell us a little bit about what Homeless Intervention Services and his house have been doing. Well, thank you for having us. Um, well, his house is, uh, it's been around for about 30 years in Placentia. And last year we expanded into our own 501c3 out of our parent organization. And now we expanded into homeless intervention services of Orange County because we do more than just have a shelter. Um, We expanded last year into, uh, we have a family shelter and we added a shelter for young men age 18 to 24. Um, It's called the CHESS program and it's combining housing, education and skills for students. It is uh, a program that is to support students uh, or young men that uh, to get a job and to go back to school so that they can elevate their income level. Um, It's the same program we do uh, with our families. It's it's really about raising that income level so that they can get out of poverty and uh, get into permanent housing. So we also last year, Uh, Over the last few years, we've seen two subpopulations that have grown. Um, One of those is our older population and our our younger population, that 18 to 24-year-old group. So there um, there was a a grant that was out there through the Orange County Community Foundation, the social innovation grant that we applied for, and we successfully got. And it, it was to bring this home share OC program to Orange County. It's uh, an idea that's out there in the world, but it was never in Orange County. And it really will help uh, with the housing crisis that we're in right now and those two subgroups. And as we were writing that grant, I was introduced to Laura, who uh, is the perfect match for us um, in the role of Home Share OC Manager. So I'll let her explain the program. Good. So Laura, an alum of Fullerton College, I love highlighting all the great work that our uh, former students are doing. By the way, I'm an alum of Fullerton College as well. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. So Laura, tell us about this. I know you have a passion for gerontology and for seniors and and intergenerational um, connections. And so tell us about this project that you're working on. This project was my thesis for my master's degree. Um, I wrote it about uh, combining students with affordable housing at the same time, our older population who are empty nesters, living alone, isolated, have spare rooms and all this room in their house at the same time could share and help a student achieve their academic goals. So I applied for an IRB at Cal State Fullerton as a grad student and was given permission to do this on campus with the OLLI members and students on campus, but then COVID happened and the building blocks had changed and I had to gear up for something different. And so I was introduced to Carrie Buck of his OC and she had written this grant for social innovation and we had a common professor, uh, Dr. Mallers, who said you guys would be perfect. And when I met Carrie, She was everything I wanted someone to uh, guide me to be. She was the perfect mentor, the perfect person who believes in uh, broadening your education as you're working, always having, encouraging me to keep following my dream of this program as well as hers. So we um, got together 
With her grant, we were able to come up with this program that matches older adults, uh, 55 and above. We don't have to have just seniors that have a spare room in their home with a college student seeking affordable housing. The student would provide five hours of companionship, light household duties for reduced rent. And, um, and it's not five would, hours uh, a day, five hours a year. No, it's a week, it's a week five hours okay. a week. And they come to a common goal of what the, they want done in their home. Sometimes, you know, taking out the trash is a little hard. Even my age, I don't want to take out the trash. So it will help the homeowner at the same time, the student, because we've noticed during this pandemic that social their social well-being as well as their mental well-beings were being challenged. So uh, this program was uh, a dream and a goal to help these populations uh, connect once again. The ever-widening gap between intergenerational people is seems to be getting wider in our nation. Yeah, the the isolation that that people feel during this pandemic, but but in general, you know, loneliness is is a real problem when you're living alone. And the pandemic has just made it so much harder for people who used to be active and getting out and having social connections. So this really is a bridge for that. Um, and, and when we're talking about students and seniors, you know, I think one of one of the benefits of your program is that it provides those boundaries, it provides clear expectations through the shared living agreement, so that everybody knows what they're getting into. And it's an extensive uh, process. I mean, not extensive as in so much, but I go through, I would like references, they have to be in good standings with the college or the institution that they're at. We don't just want university students. We're looking at community college students as well. So we're not saying you couldn't be at a community college and not uh, take advantage of this benefit for home sharing. Right. We're also, we make sure you have references and you, you know, you keep your grades up and your students that are eligible were the students that were, they don't identify themselves as homeless. And they don't get any services in the community when they call 211 when they're living in their cars. They don't identify as behavioral habits, drug problems, you know, functioning. But I in think community. students really fall through the cracks. There's this very old fashioned idea that that college students have a family safety net that that, you know, the commuter college of old where everybody's living at home. And, and I think that we really have design systems that have let them fall through the cracks. Or we think that it's okay to sleep on a couch. They just, Oh, they're just hopping around hanging yes. with friends. Yes. Right. And then anxiety that's caused from doing that. People don't realize that students academics start to fall through the cracks. They start to fall through the cracks with getting a job. And then they, they leave school 13% of Students who leave school to have two jobs to, to live do not return to school to, for their educational goals. Right. And for those of you who haven't been on the uh, apartment market in 40 years, um, housing prices are incredible. And, and that includes rent. You know, it used to be that rent was so much cheaper than, than, than you know, a mortgage. And my students are paying a higher rent for a two-bedroom apartment than my mortgage. It is just incredibly expensive. And availability is not there either. Right. There's not availability of apartments around for them to rent. So apartment complexes can raise their rent because right. of supply and demand. And 
credit and checks. Yeah, and credit, credit checks. checks and first month and security deposits. It's um, you know, it's incredibly expensive to be poor. We don't ask for a security deposit in ours. We don't do a credit check. We do a background check. Yes, right. We do references. You know, we uh, keep in touch with the student. We are involved in this matching process between the homeowner and the student. But we find that you know, five hundred dollars a month. And then if they did more services, more hours around the house, they can make this arrangement with the homeowner to have a lower rent even, or, you know, their agreement is their agreement, but our, we want to make our students financially responsible for where they're living. So we do but make having a maximum rent of $500 is the best deal around. Yes. I mean, that's incredibly, incredibly affordable compared to, to the open market. And so let's think- talk to one of the seniors involved. I'm sorry, I cut you off, Carrie. Okay. No, I was just going to say it could make a difference for that senior too, who's just barely making Absolutely. A couple hundred dollars a month coming in is, is it, you know, can often just bridge that gap of the, the lack of increases in social security uh, for people living on a fixed income. So Jeanette, Jeanette Reese, tell us about being a senior with a student in your home. Well, I, as I'm listening to the conversation, I realize I'm probably not the typical senior that has gotten involved because I'm an activist and my passion right now is is working with the homeless. And so I'm involved with Pathways of Hope and I'm involved with this organization because I believe in what these organizations are doing. I am I am isolated because of the pandemic. So, but I also teach three classes on Zoom. So I do feel very connected in many ways. But my thing was there's students out there sleeping in their cars. One out of seven are, are dealing with homelessness. And it makes me angry that in this culture, that this is happening. I mean, when I went to school at UC Santa Barbara, it was 350 a quarter. These kids are paying 7,000 a year. And right. you can't do that and pay rent. Right. It's, it's not possible to do. Right. So the students that don't have financial support end up having a really, really hard time. And I mean, financial support from parents or grants or whatever. So when Laura and I started talking about this and she, she called me one day and she said, I've got a student. She and I stay in contact about this because I've been so fascinated about this whole thing. And I was not expecting to take in a student. I have the space, but we're in the middle of a pandemic and I have autoimmune diseases. And so it felt like high risk to me. However, I could still support the program. And so she calls me one day and she's telling me about the student who doesn't have a car, doesn't have a lot of friends, is having to leave campus because they're closing the dorms. She's been sheltering. She has a COVID test. She's negative. We give her another COVID test, the three day. She's negative. And I'm going this young woman could be with me. So she and I took walks before she moved in to kind of get to know each other. By the time she got here, it was like just such a natural fit. She is, she's a junior. She's bright. She's studying business. She's passionate. She works so hard. She takes five classes every semester. So mm-hmm. she's doing a, you know, a full load, right. uh, more than a full load. And, and she is, so she's working really hard. She comes and discusses some of her stuff with me or her academic stuff, but she also talks about personal stuff with me. It's a really nice sharing 
um, it's as close to have not been a mother. I think it's as close to feeling that way, but I'm not a mother because this is an independent young woman and my, my job, I told her when she moved in, I said, your job is to keep your academics going and do a good job. My job is to support you in that process Mm -hmm. in any way I can. And, um, I, I had no idea how really rewarding this would be. I really had no idea. And I am absolutely loving it. And I will tell any senior that I can about my experience because. Yeah, and I, and I think, I think that's over. really important because I think seniors are obviously apprehensive and the children of seniors are, are apprehensive of, uh, you know, is, is my mom or my grandma going to be taken advantage of? And, and I think that there are incredible benefits on both sides. Oh, absolutely. This relationship that is built. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know the process that Laura designed, developed, and then I went through and I, it gave me a great sense of security because she checks so many things. And, you and know, continues my, to check in. It's it's not that that this oh, yes. program places you and then forgets about you. There's yeah. there's check-ins, there's encouragement. It's it's ongoing support. It's ongoing support. Yeah, yeah. Carrie Laura and I said the same thing at the same time. It's ongoing support. And if I am thinking, oh my gosh, I need to talk with Gloria about such and such. Um mm-hmm. let's see, what's the best way to do that? And in and, and Laura checks in with me and I said, Well, you know, I, I should do this. And she says, Okay. And she kind of guides me through the process. And actually, I'm pretty good at communicating, but it's really nice to have someone that is there. And she checks in with Gloria too. And if Gloria has something that is challenging for her or whatever, then she helps Gloria know how to say it with me and or to me. And so it's that ongoing support is not nice. And it's a really rewarding experience. Right. And, and I think that, you know, I think it's a great relationship that's built and, it, and it's not forever. Uh, you know, talk a little bit about that, Laura, that, that this is a, a short-term commitment that could continue. Yeah. Our, our agreements are for six months at a time. And we do that to show that, you know, it's a per semester. We want to make sure our students stay in, in their classes and are doing well. We want to make sure the connection is well. So we do it for like one month before the semester starts to one month afterwards. And then I come back and I let them know and they agree if it's going to continue or if we're ending this or if it didn't work out. When we first match them and they do these Zoom calls and they do their phone calls together and get to know each other, I let them, when they move in together, I kind of walk away for like five to seven days to let them get to know each other. I'm, I'm just the person that's matching them and seeing this friendship grow as it progresses. And then we go in with the living contract, which is detailed out between habits, expectations, conflict resolution, how to handle it. What if your roommate's mad at you? You don't know how to say something. I help facilitate a little bit more of, you know, speaking to each one separately and kind of guiding them how they can talk to each other. Uh, We also, you know, like to encourage them to, you know, get to know one another before they bring this contract and fill out all the information. So that's another one. Plus, we also have questionnaires that talk about their, you know, the perceptions and their attitudes between the generations. What do older adults feel about college students? And college students fill out, what do they think about older adults? What was their perception before they moved in? And at the end, I'll give them a test at six months and find out what, what increased there, you know, have they felt more, you know, alive or engaged in purpose and 
how they feel. And you can hear Jeanette because Jeanette just blossomed like my other homeowners have just blossomed with this connection. Um, we find that the student interaction with the older adult at home or the homeowners has been a positive one for both as they go through this process. We yeah. do ask, go ahead. Go ahead. We do ask students to take a workshop a month on campus, one of their workshops to enrich their lives, whether it's a financial or, you know, getting food stamps or their academic, you know, support. We do facilitate for them to do that at the same time during this program because we want to make sure students are utilizing services on campus as well as the services I can give them. I'm not creating the wheel. I'm not going to create my own right. tutoring session when there's one at school. Right. I work with student services on campus. I've got backings and endorsements from a few of the colleges about endorsing them through their student services and helping students get in contact with me as well as contacting them to the student workshops on campus. Right. And of course, we need seniors, mm -hmm. right? We need seniors to, to have the homes and rooms available. And so for a senior who might be thinking about this or somebody who might be thinking that they know a senior who's great, what, what steps do they need to take to really think about whether or not this is right? And then how do they contact you? Great question. We are now in the development of our new website, but right now they can go to hishouse.org and it talks about the programs. It, I don't know if it has HomeShare on there as of yet, but it will have that on there for them to access me, contact me through email. They can contact me through laura at his-oc.org and ask any questions they might have, refer a friend, an organization that might want to help out or people that want to so Just so people can write it down, hishouseoc.org. His, that's the website, yes. So they and, can go on there and find all the contact information. Good. And find out how they can reach me, yes. And right now we're building our database of homeowners. We would like to see more homeowners than students because when students reach out to me, they're five to seven days away from living in their car or having some kind of, you know, maybe a, a roommate got through them out and they have nowhere to go. And so I, I like to have a database of more homeowners so they can have an option of an area or a homeowner, get to know two or three to choose from and not be like, oh, you have to go with this homeowner. I want to make sure it's a match that's a suitable match. for both to feel right. comfortable because this is a total stranger coming in your home and the, the siblings and the children of these homeowners are very involved at the same time. I get to know them. Sure. Sure. I, I'm an open door policy. They can come to me anytime. Right. So this is a- Yeah, a absolutely. I, if, if, if my mom, you know, wanted to do this and, and she doesn't live in the area, but but clearly my brothers and I would be very concerned and, and want that that contact and, and that security that's blanket right. of knowing that there's somebody to call if there's a problem. So, yeah, I think that that's a really great benefit um, of, of the program. So, Carrie, oh, yeah, go ahead. I do provide the uh, siblings or the, you know, family members a guidebook about the program. It goes into detail about what it is, how we're matching it, how it works. So they have a little security when they come to ask me questions. So they don't feel like, oh, I didn't get that answer. They can always right. come in. And they can also follow you on Facebook, right? There's social media. So, they can follow you on Facebook and, and find out how to be involved if they're not a senior or a student, because there are opportunities to donate, to support. So how would somebody who doesn't fit into either of those two categories have a role? And, and Carrie, I, I'd also like you to talk a little bit about, um, you know, not only how people can support and, and get involved, but but what this program can mean for, for alleviating some of 
uh, of the housing problem in sure. Orange County? So the first part of that is they can um, they can follow us um, and get involved at Facebook as well. So it's facebook.com um, and it's homeless.intervention.oc. So they can find make connections to Laura and our other programs. They can also uh, find out about volunteer opportunities or things that we really need. Um, so we operate uh, two shelters and we have over 60 people that we're supporting it on an ongoing basis. So supplies are, um, are very expensive and a, a big portion of what we do. So that's a wonderful way to get involved. Um, and uh, bedding. So every time anybody moves, they take their their bedding right. with them into their new new place. Um, so we're always going through those kind of supplies. Sure. They can also get involved um, through internships. So uh, we work with Cal State Fullerton and Hope University and have interns each semester. Right now we're doing more virtual. Uh, we're sure. doing more virtual are. volunteers as well. Um, but there are opportunities for that. So people can um, can contact us either um, by calling our phone number or by um, going to the website. Either way, um, right. our phone number is 714-993-5774, and they can access all of our programs and volunteer and internship opportunities that way. Good, so the good. second part of your question was, how does this impact housing um, and what we're doing in Orange County? So right. we know there's a housing shortage. And as we looked at those two populations over the last few years, um, it was just a way that we could bring those together. And housing doesn't just develop overnight. And it's going to take us two to three years if we can build capacity. Um, so this is a way that we can address that in, in a shorter term. And, and those are some pretty big obstacles, right? Like developers don't want to do low-income housing, even no, affordable like housing that we see. Maybe two in an apartment complex, if right. you can put an apartment complex in. Yeah, absolutely. And and we're seeing all of these luxury apartments, mm-hmm. high-end apartments. Mm-hmm. And we're built out. The reality is, is that Orange County is built out. And, and so, you know, getting cities to change rules to allow, you know, even just an example is in Placentia, we are going through the process. Um, it was just approved to put a senior housing or a, a senior apartment complex in. And it's not even low, low income. It's just senior housing. And there was uh, difficulty and, and it's on church, a church property. So it made great sense. It's available sure. space and they're helping the, the um, people within their congregation. Um, but it was really difficult to get through and it went from a three-story to a two-story. Um, it's, it's the, the NIMBY piece and, and, and I don't want it near us, but it's right. But where is it going to go? Where um, is it going to so, go? So we have to come up with creative solutions. And Absolutely. so this is a creative solution. Yeah. And, and we have a large population of seniors who have empty rooms in their houses. Um, loneliness is a big factor. And so this is, this is just an incredible, incredible idea. And I love um, how you're implementing it. I think it's incredible. So, and the goal is when these yeah. students graduate from school, they're going to be making more money. So they'll be able to maybe buy one of those homes as the seniors retire sure. and maybe move to a, a, a senior community or move to you know a, a different place in the country or in the right. state, whatever that next step is. But it it creates um, it, it creates a system there right. where we have we um, we have a, a built-in place for a turnover. 
Absolutely. And I think that this is, you know, just an incredible helping hand for students who need short term assistance that they need homes while they are going to school. So I think it's an incredible, incredible solution that that you all have come up with. And I'm really excited to see it just blossom. Um, So how does somebody help uh, just with money? What kind of financial donations? Where would that money go? Sure, they can um, they can designate it directly to Home Share OC, or they can designate it directly to our entire programs, which um, we've developed a continuum of care for um, from children with their families all the way up to seniors. So anywhere in that population, if they're homeless or at risk, we're trying to develop that solution. So they can contact us if we can't help them. We can contact other people. But um, we have the programs. And if they want us uh, want to support us, we are thrilled to have their support. And that will just help us grow. Um, I really see this program, it's not going to be just Laura in one year, right? Um, This is going to be bigger. And we're going to need more people uh, to make those connections in the communities for the housing and for the students. And and so that's how they can help us build this out. Absolutely. And as we're talking about it not just being Laura in a year. Uh, what if somebody wanted to, Laura, uh, work on this individual project? So not just being a volunteer or an intern for the larger organization, but to work with you on this project. How would somebody contact you? Um, they can email me at the laurahishouse-oc.org and we can get in touch with them and talk about how they want to work in this program with me, develop it more out, whether it's marketing, whether it's outreach, whether I've got students on campus that are working with their different groups. I've got the Huser group. I've got the gerontology, the SPO um, uh, group on Cal State Fullerton. They're working with me as well as I'd like to get a hold of some of the groups on Fullerton College campus. I am producing a, a webinar for uh, a professor at, Cal- at Fullerton College through the uh, aging studies. And she is going to put it on the YouTube channel that they have for Fullerton College. So students can see this uh, program and learn more about the program, the process and how it works. So it will be more detailed. So I hopefully will put it on our website as well. It will be a recording that I can send out to different organizations as well as students that are interested in being part of this or actually interning for me. Great. And the internship could turn into a paid job. If right. you do really well and you fall in love with it like I have, you could be offered at the end of this internship to become. Uh, Absolutely. As there's expansion, I think it's a, it's a really great opportunity for somebody to, again, test it out, make sure it's right for them, and then apply for the full-time job. Jeanette? Yeah, I, I think from the senior perspective, you know, not all of us are lonely. And, and sure. needing, needing, I think that if you care about these issues and you don't have an extra room, you can donate. Right. We have a responsibility to give back to our community. And what better way than to invest in people getting education? Absolutely. You know, to, it, because that's what we're investing in when we invest in this program. All the other programs at His House OC are wonderful, too you know, and, and worthy of donations. I just happen to be involved in one of them. So I'm, I'm, I'm pitching the whole organization, but I'm doing an extra pitch for this. I just think that seniors don't have to be lonely to get involved in this. They just have to care and they just have to care enough 
to bring someone in or to just give. If you don't have that room, just right. give back. So, and, and I think that that's a big problem during the pandemic is so many charitable organizations have not been able to do their big fundraising events, not right. been able to go out into the community in the same way. And so I, I know that our nonprofits are really hurting um, right. and need support. So this is an incredible one to support. Um, again, you know, you can call 714-993-5774, uh, extension 1005. 1005 to get a hold of them. So I encourage uh, everybody who's listening to get involved, to intern, to, you know, let other students know that this program is available. If they are housing insecure, if they're looking for a more stable place, if they, if you know seniors to really get them excited about donating and, and supporting the program in any way they can. And if you've got a room, definitely call Laura. Uh, because yeah, I think that that program, yeah, Laura, I'm always open to presentations. If there's an organization out there or a community center that says we would like our seniors to That's know about great. this, I am willing to do presentations anywhere, yeah. anytime. I've presented many places, That's and great. I'm looking for endorsement partnerships, funders, people that want to get involved in this and think this is something great that we can offer a grant to our students in a scholarship. We would like to offer our students scholarships if they, you know, come up in their grades or they do something positive in the program. We right. always want to offer incentives to get people to know that what they're doing is a good thing. They did more hours to help out a homeowner. They did something, you know, let's let's give let's give people, you know, kindness. Let's share yeah. kindness. So I'm always Absolutely. available to do presentations. I, I, I just love that you are catching them doing good and rewarding them, right? right. That's incredible. So it's not hard to be kind. <laughs> it's hard to be mean. Absolutely. It's hard to be kind. Absolutely. That's right. That's so right. Carrie, Jeanette, Laura, thank you so much for joining me. This has been great. Um, incredible. And I, and I really hope to hear back from you uh, when, when we see all of the great things that you're doing.